0: Hello, brothers and sisters. This is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiatti but everybody calls me Bez. In this episode, we're going to jump right into some news from our recent general membership meeting, and we have some important information from Tallahassee. So pardon the redundancy, but there's going to be two segments in this episode related to Tallahassee. Andy gave us a little bit of an update while he was up there live. And then later on, he gave another update for the general membership meeting. So we're going to play both of those segments for you. And there might be a little repetitive, but I feel there's news in each that you need to hear. So let's get right into it. Please rate and review our podcast on whichever platform you listen to the show on. And be sure to spread the word about the podcast. All of our members need this important information. We can't say this enough. We'd love to hear your feedback and questions. So reach out to us on social media. Email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or call our Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936. Leave us a nice voicemail or ask a good question and we may even use your audio in an upcoming episode. Let's jump right into some news from our general membership meeting. The first news we have from the meeting is a segment from Steve Myers, where he read a couple of letters that were written to the local
1: from recent scholarship recipients. Here's Steve. Dear Teamsters Local 769, I'm writing this letter to thank you for your support and to furthering my education. With this help, I'll be one step closer to getting a degree in business administration and making a change in today's society. I will continue to strive during my next years in college. I appreciate the support and acceptance of this Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund, and happy holidays. Thank you, Janice Coria. Dear Teamsters Local 769, I want to express my sincere gratitude for selecting me for a $3,500 scholarship this year. I am currently attending the Florida State University and am an Am in my second semester. I started last summer and I love every bit of being a college student. I am seeking a, a degree in exercise um, physiology and then will be continuing my degree in physical therapy. I am thankful that my mom has been a dues-paying member since 1995. As I mentioned in my essay, I have learned a lot from her regarding health the healthcare field and, and specifically the value of a labor union. I have heard her tell stories where the union has been so valuable. Again, I just want to say thank you again for this honor. Sincerely, Nick Rutledge. Visit our website for more
0: about our scholarship. Both of the IBT scholarships are currently accepting applicants, and our own Teamsters Local 769 scholarship will be accepting applicants over the summer. Look for the application somewhere around May. Next in news from the general membership meeting, we have the report that Andy gave those in attendance. And as I said, it may be a little repetitive later on, but here's Andy.
2: So again, the state legislator is going at it, going after uh, attacking working people. So let me start off with Senate Bill 433, which is a preemption bill. And basically what this bill does, it preempts local governments from being allowed to pass any type of living wages or any type of ancillary benefits uh, that are mandated on contractors who do business with the county or a city. Uh, also, prevailing wage, for those of you who are in the construction industry, if you're on a construction project that is a county project or a city project, it would uh, prohibit you from or prohibit that governmental entity from enacting a prevailing wage or a living wage. So we are uh, you know, vigilantly fighting that along with the Construction Workers Union. That will impact about 800 of our uh airport workers in Miami-Dade, so it does have a serious impact on our members here in uh, Miami and throughout the rest of the state where there are living and prevailing wages, so we are vigilantly fighting that back, and we really think we have a good shot at defeating that bill, which we have been able to do for the last 10 years. They bring it up every year. The other bill that's come up, if many of you recall, last year I talked to you about SB-256, which was a bill that basically stated you are no longer allowed to take dues out of the paycheck of public sector employees. Um, Also, you have to have a 60% membership in order to remain uh, the certified unit. Well, they filed what's called a glitch bill, which is basically designed to fix the previous bill and what's wrong with it. Unfortunately, this bill doesn't fix a lot of problems. It creates more problems. The two major problems that it causes for our local One, there's this called 13C in which you, if any city or entity gets uh, federal dollars for transportation through the Department of Labor, you are exempt. Well, they're trying to limit that to only the employees who are in the the Department of Transportation. It would not transcend universally throughout the bargaining unit. And if that passes, it will impact us in Key West. And they also added the word in the language that's called majority which means you have to be a majority law enforcement unit in order to be exempt. We were exempt in the city of Fort Lauderdale because we represented a handful of correction officers, even though the rest of our unit are non-law enforcement probation or corrections. And now with that new word that's in there, that would then make us, uh, we would not be exempt any longer if the bill passes in its form. But I am happy to announce that we've got some, we got some things going with some language we're trying to incorporate. The actually the Senator who is the sponsor of the bill we found out today is open. I've actually got the language from uh, our our lawyers, uh, Marcus uh, Broswell and Howard gave us some language. So we're going to be working that. And then hopefully we'll be able to beat this back before the end of session come March. So that's my report on the public sector. And we may be reaching out to you to write to your senators here locally in Miami if we need to, uh, you know, put up the pressure and add some leverage here in order to, you know, put a little bit of uh, fear into them. So thank
3: you very much, Josh. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, we definitely will be reaching out to you all to call your state senators, your state reps. Um, this is clearly just another attack on unions. If, if last year's bill wasn't bad enough, this one uh, is much worse. And as you've heard me talk about, uh, living wage ordinance affects about 700, 800 of our members out at Miami International Airport. Hopefully we'll be able to kick that back.
0: As Josh said, look for ways that you can get involved when we send out updates as we surely will in the future. We'll be right back. Teamsters Local 769 is proud to announce a new benefit that adds more value to your union membership. Members of Teamster Local 769 can now save on travel like never before. Our executive board recently approved another new member service called Wise Traveler which gives every member free access to a private booking engine offering better prices on hotels, resorts, and weekly rentals that always beat websites like Priceline and Expedia. To begin saving with Wise Traveler, visit our website at TeamstersLocal769.org and click on the Member Discounts link under the Members menu. You can also connect using the Benefits tab under the Member Tools section in our smartphone app. Wise Traveler is free exclusively to members of Teamsters Local 769 and comes with no obligation to book, but you'll want to when you see the savings. We are confident that Wise Traveler is a union-friendly company that will offer excellent savings to our members. Try it today and save up to 65% on hotel and resort rates.
1: Hi, this is Dan Allen in West Palm Beach UPS and you're listening to The Solidarity Podcast by Teamsters Local 769.
0: I'm going to apologize in advance for the audio here in this segment. Andy was up in Tallahassee at the moment we were recording, and we were having some connection issues. So the audio drops in and out a few times, and I tried to clean it up the best I could. However, the content is extremely important. Here's the segment. So, we're joined right now by business agent Andy Mattis, who's currently up in Tallahassee, getting the lay of the land and the latest legislative session that just began this week yes sir that's correct all right feels like it's already been two weeks <laughs> yeah that's why i had to check yep. maybe you could give us a little bit of a rundown on what we've been confronted with already
4: yeah so there are a handful of bills first is bill uh sb 433 which is a uh preemption bill and it would preempt local and county governments from being able to pass living wage ordinances, it's a really bad bill. It's probably one of the worst preemptive bills we've had in years. Uh, labor has been able to successfully beat these bills back year after year. Uh, and we're going to have to do that again this year. its um, I was in the committee hearing yesterday, and it's quite evident that the sponsor of the bill, Representative Esposito, has no idea what the bill really the impact the bill will have on ordinary working people, especially low-wage workers. She was ill-prepared and couldn't answer a lot of the questions that were pointed to her, asked of her during the hearing. Um, It it became even more evident as the hearing went on that she's basically just taking this legislation and running it for the Contractors Association, Retail Association, and big business. So we're going to be fighting that all throughout session, and hopefully we'll be able to beat it back like we have in years past.
0: Right. So that was 433?
4: Yes. Yes. Four, three, three. And then there was a that was filed uh, from last year's union busting bill, SB 256, which now tries to pare down the ability for the unions to uh, represent workers to some extent. So, for example, there's a 13C rule that if you had transportation dollars coming in from the federal government and you filed for the exemption the whole entire unit would have been exempt. Example would be Key West for us, but now the bill has been drafted and now it would only exempt those who actually work in the transportation department. It would not transcend throughout the rest of the bargain unit. So that would be problematic for us in Key West. And then there was language that was added in the bill that also talks about um, you have to have a majority of law enforcement corrections, parole offices, et cetera, in order to be exempt, where in Fort Lauderdale, we had a handful of correction officers who was defined as a mixed unit, which Perk had ruled we were exempt. But this new language now would not have, we would not be exempt if this bill goes through in its, in its uh, current form. Right, um, right. The Freedom Foundation, we believe is behind it. Uh, we know is behind it or part of it. Uh, the firefighters and police officers, there's language that was incorporated into the bill that helps them just to be organized. So uh, we had a very robust conversation today with the AFL CIO and the other affiliates and we have a pretty good outlined plan to go to the legislators that we legislators we believe that we may be able to be helpful and try to see if we can add and then language that will help us and or you know remove language. It's going to be a very tough clip though because of the political environment.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're pretty focused this time on coming after us.
4: Yeah, and then there's another bill, uh, which I don't know the number right off the top of my head, but it's related to child labor laws. They're trying to make it now where 16, 17-year-olds can work past midnight, go up on roofs, go up on scaffolding. Uh, They have certain protections right now, and um, now they want to take away those protections and give the employer more latitude to be able to schedule 16, 17-year-olds for longer hours, mandated hours, mandated scheduling, and also put them in precarious, dangerous situations, uh, as it relates to certain types of jobs. Um, basically w- w- what happened here was the, uh, immigration bill that was passed by the governor scared a lot of the immigrant workers away from Florida. And now they're looking at a labor shortage, um, and those types of jobs. And so now they're trying to fill that labor shortage by putting this bill forward and, you know, putting our, uh, young or youth in harm's way, potentially. Wow. And the, another, uh, 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 you know, let me live, deliver a little good news. I mean, um, you know, the Florida retirement system uh, is looking to put for a permanent COLA for their retirees in the state of Florida. So our members who are part of the FRS could benefit from that. Um, so that's that's actually a good thing. Um, and they're also now allowing two switches from the uh defined benefit to the defined contribution, you could go back and forth where right now you're on try to make one move, but now you can make two moves. So at some point in time before you're vested, if you want to choose to go back to one or the other, they're going to open that up and allow our folks to do that as well, which is a good thing.
0: Okay. No, that is good.
4: Yep. So that's basically it in a nutshell about what's going on. I mean,
0: so what are we in store for next week? Do you have any kind of a preview on where this, some of this is going in the
4: yeah, well, the bills that I just mentioned, the union-busting bill has been only uh, sent to two committees, which is a problem because that means they're looking to fast-track it. Although we don't believe that it's going to come up next week, it has not been assigned to any committees uh, in the House of Representatives. It's the same. There's a mirror bill in the House, a companion bill, but that's not been assigned to committees yet. and um, but So that won't come up next week, and we won't really know which bills are going to be the hot-item bills. Because you know there's forty-eight hours notice that has to be given, and usually at our debrief at the Working Family Lobby Corps, we'll know that day exactly what bills that we have to focus on. So, okay, there's no clear sight as to what's going to happen next week. So we'll just
0: tell our members to stay tuned and be ready to jump into action when we need them to, to show some support. Or,
4: absolutely, especially on the um, on the preemption bill. I talked to business representative Eddie Valero. We represent eight hundred janitorial workers in miami-dade county this would have a catastrophic impact on them and their families um so if we need to you know rally the troops there are several uh senators who, who who are from the south florida area who many of our members live in the district and we will have to do a vote no campaign if this thing starts to get legs and uh we need to put all hands on deck to kill it because that will have a major impact on our folks at the airport our members at the airport
0: so that's what we got, man. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us the breakdown. You got it, buddy. We'll, I'm sure, be doing this a couple more times during this session. All right. Looking forward to it as always. And you have a good weekend, Andy. You too, bro. That was business agent Andy Mattis joining us direct from Tallahassee. Again, I apologize for the quality of the audio in a few places there, but the message was of top priority. We'll be right back. Hey, Teamster members. Are you aware of all the benefits of your Teamster membership? Your Teamster privilege entitles you to members-only savings on everything from renting a car to sending a bouquet of flowers. All U.S. Teamster members and their immediate families are eligible to receive savings on legal services, entertainment discounts, car and truck rental discounts, credit counseling, flower and gift basket discounts, and interstate moving discounts. For more information on these and other benefits to your Teamster membership, visit TeamstersLocal769.org Solidarity and click on the Benefits tab on the right side of the page. So we're joined right now by business agent David Renshaw, who heads up our toy drive every year. And we have some details and a little debrief on this year's toy drive. How's it going, David? It's going well, Brian. How about yourself? You have a good holiday? Yes. Yes. Very good.
3: Thanks. Give us the lowdown. Well, this is our 12th annual year of um, our our toy drive. And we actually looked at, uh, found some original photos, some OGs. And it just goes to show you of, of how much we have expanded through the membership and how they have gotten involved and engaged. And it's just, uh, it's an incredible sight to see now on the, on the December meeting, because, uh, as you know, it's a plethora of toys. Uh, we're even now having to double stack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw those old pictures and it looked like you could fit the toys in the trunk of, you know, a standard sedan from the first collection, which was, I'm sure they were appreciated, but, but boy, we've grown to where we feel multiple pickup trucks and going to multiple destinations. It's great.
3: Yes. Yes. It definitely would have a uh, sedan. Um, and speaking of growing, uh, we were able to successfully complete 11 toy drops throughout the tri-county South Florida area. Can you name some of those? In no particular order. We have the following, the Salvation Army, United Way, Dade County, Fort Lauderdale Police Department, Traveling Light Community Outreach, TNBC South Florida Chapter of Teamsters Local 769, Family Resource Center of South Florida, Chesterbrook Academy, AFL-CIO of Broward, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital, and Toys for Tots. And that's just a few. Nice, nice.
0: Any people in particular we'd like to send some thanks out to this year?
3: Yes, most definitely. Uh, Really want to put a shout out to the membership. Uh, They have really just engaged into this, um, and uh, it's just so much appreciative. Uh, There's some particular uh, United Parcel Service uh, facilities and to where they just load up several vehicles and head on down here. When they pull up, it's just amazing because we have to get a a, a line of uh, people to help unload the toys, right? And as a result of uh, what they've been able to do, again, we've been able to expand on our drops and locations with new folks, uh, with new partnerships, and also able to add on to our current ones. Would like to thank the uh, executive board of Teamsters Local Seven Six Nine for uh, allowing this to take place and their support along with our joint council 75, uh, with their support as well, our, our law firm Sugarman and Suskind and, uh, more so the, as I stated before the membership, it just is, it's a proud moment of, and how they are excited about it. And, uh, they actually take it home and give the feedback to their family and their coworkers, um, and the, and the membership as well. So, it's a wonderful full circle that what we're able to do. and Absolutely.
0: Well, we'll be doing this again next
3: year, I'm sure. Yeah, most definitely. And I uh, want to also thank the uh, business agents and staff who help out. Santa's helpers wouldn't be able to get everything in time if it wasn't for everybody coming together. So I really appreciate the help from all the BAs and staff and Brian, including yourself. Uh, you, you did a drop as well. So uh, thank you for your involvement as well.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to help.
3: Yeah, man. How was your experience? It was great. We
0: weren't the only contributing organization at the place I went to. And just to see all the toys there that they were getting ready to distribute through the Salvation Army, there's a lot of people that are doing good work that time of year.
3: Yeah, yeah. And this particular one is uh, brought to you by labor. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bez. I appreciate it. You be well, brother.
0: Absolutely. And you as well. I'll talk to you soon that's going to do it for this episode of the Solidarity Podcast. Special thanks this month go to Andy Mattis and David Renshaw for their reports. And again, thanks to all the members who contributed to our toy drive and for helping make it a bigger success each year. As always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Rolly Pina, and Steve Myers with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiot. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org slash solidarity. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. You can also email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or you can leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. If you leave a message we can use, we may include your comment or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we encourage you to tell our sisters and brothers about the show as well. Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg, and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode. Both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks.